cliffcentral.com Yes, 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 and welcome to it. You are listening to the weekly mashup, and I am your girl, Miss Candace Mama. And no, guys, Tamisha will be here today, so fear not. Um, <laughs> he had a bit of a late sleep situation going on where the alarm didn't go off, and yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, he's gonna be here like in two minutes, but we're gonna have such a jam packed show today. I'm so excited. We've got incredible guests in studio. We're gonna be speaking about a movie she produced and her years of acting, and it's gonna be so exciting. But before we do that, before, before, before we do that, last week, if you tuned in, we spoke about the Rhodes protests. And yes, me and Simpiwe had some interesting opinions. Um, <laughs> I got a lot of tweets and Facebook messages from people. And I even got checked because I said something that was incorrect last week. Um, <laughs> so my, I, I, the show's got some amazing people who listen to it. So some of our U.S. listeners, uh, they texted me and they were like, listen, so you said black kids get killed all the time. And we just wanted to correct you and say that, firstly, uh, it was not the way you called it. Um, it was Trayvon Martin who had the Skittles in his pocket when he got shot. So I just wanted to say, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry to all the people who listen to us from the States and who got all my facts mixed up. So I'm really sorry. But I'd like to give you guys a huge shout out for always tuning in and listening to the show. It makes us so, so happy. But... Mr. Tumisho Masha just walked into studio. So my apologies are all done and my shout outs <laughs> are all out of the way. Hey T. Hey, how you doing, Kenny? Why are you apologizing on my behalf? Uh, no, I was apologizing for me. What are you apologizing like for? Like last week we spoke about the Rhodes protests and some of our US listeners, um, wanted to correct me on my facts oh, because okay, they were like, good. it was only Trayvon Martin who had Skittles in his pocket chick. And I was like, okay, guys, thanks for listening. I'm so glad. <laughs> but since then, things have gone like buck wild. I mean, Vitz literally closed down. I know. What do you think about, about all that? You are actually studying yourself. I am. And we've spoken about this topic mm. once or twice yeah. and spoken about how, you know, the kids, they have a valid point. They do. It's about time that people could go to university. Mm -hmm. And I would say it was affordable because nothing free has any value. Ah, true. And what happens next when you can go to varsity, whether you can afford it or not, but there's not enough space now? Shame to you. You're like just struggling to breathe. Don't, don't even say that. Don't even say anything. <laughs> don't even talk to me. <laughs> no, but, but you know what? The truth is I just, things are just escalating at such a quick rate right mm -hmm. now. I mean, I look at what happened with one of the police officers. Last week, it was the kids getting shot. This week, it's the kids attacking the officers. And oh. they hit one of the officers with a brick over his head. I mean, that was that was pretty vicious. That yeah. was pretty terrible. I mean, I saw that. So, Actually, I think I saw that on, on TV. I don't know if it was that particular protest where yeah. there was a policeman trying to grab a student and yes. a whole bunch of them Started went after him. him. Yes. That and the crazy. biggest problem I had with that was some of the students have a very valid point. They're like, mm -hmm. school needs to reopen because I can't afford to come back next year to redo this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'd also be mad if I've been studying medicine. It's my final year. Yeah. And now they like, Sorry, don't listen. come back. You got a whole year next year. Not even a semester. <laughs> a whole year. Hell no. Yeah. Hell no. Look, I, I, you know, it's, it's one of those situations where whatever happens, it's, it's going to be very telling for our future. If the fees do fall mm. and we no longer have to pay for university, 
it, it, it has a consequence mm. Good or bad It has a very real consequence yeah. If fees don't fall And people still have to pay For their university studies th- There's also a consequence But I think the biggest thing At the moment is How does the government Manage to balance All of these free things That they promise people There's free mm. housing on the way uh, That they've got to take care of Free health uh, there's, there's free water And sanitation And free university And then they have to think About free schooling yeah, But it's a problem that the government has over promising yeah. like they always every campaign there's always a promise that they can't deliver and now it's catching up with them because these students are like a bad blade what, in 2013 you told us that we are there's a role you're supposed to be rolling yeah. out free education yeah, yeah. and now we are like quarter to 2017 and you're still talking the same you know it's well, the, the same president is saying now We'll just do another commission. Oh my. <laughs> like when I don't know what to do, let's, let's just do a commission. Do a commission. <laughs> let's spend some of those millions that we're going to spend on you, uh, figuring discussing out. If, it. Yeah, discussing it. It's you like know. kind of a corporate situ- uh, It's a corporate problem-solving strategy. That's right. Because in corporate, all you do is you just hold meetings until people forget. Exactly. And the meeting just keeps transforming until no one knows what the F you're talking about. Yeah, until nothing really happens. (laughs) And you all leave the meeting like, wow, that was a great strategy session. Yeah. I don't know what the hell we were talking about. Uh, That's probably why I'd never make it in corporate. (laughs) Nah. But uh, what happened in your week? Wow. It was, was it a good week? It it always feels like a good week for me though. Um, so um, I haven't been training as hard as I have been, like back mm. in the J. Yeah. So I started really training properly. That's good. So I wanted to do CrossFit and something called the MP Challenge. Now I don't know if I want to do it or if it's my What's best friend challenge? is just putting pressure on me. It's like you jump off cliffs and you like jump into like you know black people don't do that. Jumping like off jumping off cliffs and into water that you don't know what's in the water. Nah, I think that's always a bad idea. <laughs> that's like generally. I know. So first my excuse was my hair won't handle it. So yeah, now, yeah, like you're so gonna be totally right, but but, but this is not chlorinated water, right? <laughs> you seen me with waiting, like my best friend sees me with waiting. You just, you just did that, like it's I, looking yeah, so fresh today. It's so fresh. Now don't jump in no chlorinated <laughs> water because then it just goes back to, to natural. Think, I don't think boom. they put that kind of water, like you know, like they don't okay, put chlorine. In a river. Yeah. So anyway, I want to try and compete in that and see okay. if I can make it. I think the first challenge would I'd be out. Like okay. I'd see that hill, I'd see the water, I'd be like. Nah. I missed a couple of kickboxing sessions. I was supposed to have started kickboxing. But you've been and doing I, a I went, lot of I went stuff. to one, and you know it's township kickboxing, so it's not like it's not <laughs> it's like not the, that one. No, two, it's not like the personal one. trainers like we've got it exactly an hour, and then when we're done, and they explain everything to you. No, you just work until somebody dies. Like when somebody passes out, that's when the session is starting to come to a close. Like we're closing up now. So the last time I was there. Um, the session was supposed to start at five. Yeah. And we ended up finishing at like quarter past seven. Damn. And it was just like, when are we actually going to start kickboxing and, and stop like just doing this no, long ass warm up? No, that warm up is hard. That was like, like a two hour warm up, man. Kickboxing and boxing. And right? all sorts of madness. I was like, is this and guy they crazy? First, they first make you like do the jog warm up because they're like, oh no, your muscles need a warm up. Yeah, and they're like, like they don't easy. give you one lap. <laughs> is this no. all we got? <laughs> they give you two laps. Yeah. So by the time you're like stopping and they're like, okay guys, we're going to stretch and you know, start. It was you like from like one exercise to the next, from one exercise to the next, from one exercise to the next, from one suck. exercise to the next, until somebody passed out. That's when it was like, okay, but geez, time to really, wrap it up. You're stepping up your workout routine, eh? I have like to. Like, you even ran a 10K. I ran what a 10K. I'm, I'm trying to get to your level of fitness, Candice. <laughs> My level of fitness Alleged reverse. level of fitness. <laughs> reverse. I just told you this. All right. Well, we're very excited today because yes. we've got somebody very special in the studio today. If you have not seen the movie Noom Meiskoli, which is Name Me Thief, then, um, yeah, direct translation, then, then you're really missing out um, because... 
I just think it's one of the best movies South Africa's ever made, period, let alone mm. South Africa's made in the past year. And in fact, it's the movie that has been selected to uh, be entered into the Oscars, our South African selection. And yeah. uh, I believe it'll do very, very, very well. And I hope it does very well. Remember, it's 10 years after Tsotsi. It's literally oh, yeah. Is it that 2006, long? 2016. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, there's an opportunity uh, for, for history to repeat itself. And it couldn't happen for a nicer person, a more professional person than I know. I'd like to introduce Mushidi Mutehwa. You need your own music. I'm just going to turn this up a little bit for you. Oh. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I've never had that. I feel like it's a DJ just doing like, a little thing for me. Um, I, think we have, I think we have like a horn somewhere, but you know. Uh, <laughs> I was going to do the see. clap thing. We're going to so do the clap? Oh, hey, here we go. We've got a horn. We've got oh, a horn. Here we go. Horn. Hang on, hang on. Let me put the horn on for you. You need a horn. Yeah, I'm that um, Let me just make sure that we, everything we're is We're narrating on. too much in this music. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Tibo Touch. <laughs> so, Mushidi, I've, I've always known you as a brilliant actress and uh, a voice artist. Before mm. we even get to like this mm. fantastic movie that you were part of, just give us a b- brief background. Like, where did it all start for you? Uh, you know, you from Alex, right? I'm from Alex. Wanyana Alex. You know, Chovicho. all from Maboro. Ne? Me. Oh, da. <laughs> just da. Like it's da. Yeah. So, growing up in Alex, did you have dreams of 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 the lights, the no. television screens, the, <laughs> no, the, the silver actually, screens? Yeah. No, I I'm, I I'm, I was actually quite a nerd. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I was, were you, were you I was, hoping to be an accountant then? No, actually, <laughs> I, I wanted to study um, cells, cell division. Oh, oh okay. That's yeah, like, yeah, no, I know. That. I, I just, a bioscientist. Yeah, I just saw how Candace went, oh. Oh, like, uh, like, uh, yeah. How did you, okay. how did you like, go even from get there? there? Yeah. 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 Like, that's no, a big I, jump. I, I, I was going to yeah. be that chick. You know? Okay, oh, wow. dividing cells. Hmm. Dividing cells, DNA, genetics. I was very. That sounds dope. It yeah. does. Yeah, maybe you would have found a cure for obesity <laughs> <laughs> by I'm dividing gonna, cells. I mean, you'd be rich. You'd be a billionaire. The person who does that, that's the next big thing. Forget about Facebook or the next WhatsApp or whatever. Well, Find a cure for obesity. No, but won't that? It would be expensive. The cure wouldn't come cheap. I don't you care how much saying. it costs. Ain't nobody going to go protest. You know what? Actually, fees it must would, fall it for would be obesity. Cheap. It would, would be, it be cheap? cheap? It would be you don't cheap. have to charge too much. You don't have to those. charge because there'd be so many people wanting ah. it. Yeah. So mass production. That is mass true. Produce. That I think we want something. We should think about that. Yeah. yeah. So so you finished matric. Um, I finished matric. Uh, you got all your no, science no, no. and math marks right. No, not really. I mean, <laughs> oh, that's okay. uh, that's my Alex dream. That's a segue. And then, uh, that's a that's and then I don't know. Halfway through this life, I I'm a love of story. Mm-hmm. I'm a love of books. I've always read as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and back in the day, there was the school, the Johannesburg Art Ballet Drama and Music School, and it was always the school that I saw on the hill. Yeah. When we drove to town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I used to say to my parents, the one next to what. Was what is now the Joburg Theatre or the Nelson yes, Mandela Theatre, yes. right? Yes, and I used to say to my parents, I want to go to that school. And mm. the strangest thing in in life happened when the school opened up for black kids. We received uh, like forms in our post box. Like what? Like what? Like how is How's that? that? Like that's called that's serendipity. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Mm. And I filled out these forms, and they asked me to come for a, an audition. Mm. And I went in. I was doing drama at the at school, uh, and I went in for an audition. And I remember they said to me, "We can take you, but you'll have to repeat a standard." Now, if you know back in the day, that's what happened. Like I repeated grade two like three and times. I, 
Three times? Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's what happened. No, <laughs> I think you should say that out loud. <laughs> well, let me explain. Let me explain. Because we're, we're on this, right? So my, my first grade two, I was Kole Solang, Kuharangkua. And we used to have like partitions between standard one okay. and grade two. But sometimes I'd open the partitions. Yeah. And the standard one teacher was fierce. And I, I, I said, when I finished grade two, I'm not going to standard one. I'm sorry. Um, either I go to standard two or I stay right here. So they were like, okay, you can stay right here. And the following year, my parents were like, fortunately, we found you this nice multiracial private school yeah but the catch is you have to do this whole grade wow. two thing so again. did you matriculate at 20 no i actually matriculated right on time at 18 i just started school ah. at like three or four. Oh, they were clever they saw the future yeah i mean i was one of those smart kids you know like <laughs> i don't know way beyond, i don't like intelligent know. beyond my age but let's not talk about me we're talking about machine so I, I, there I, you I, are you can't compete with that genetics we, we, you know, we need to deal with kids that repeat like that. Mark Shuttleworth, Mark Shuttleworth. I could have been somebody. <laughs> you missed the you bus. Are somebody. You are somebody to be sure. They just haven't seen you, they baby. Haven't seen me yet. <laughs> they haven't seen you. They haven't seen you. And so you go to, to NSA. So I, you go, know. I go to what is now NSA. And I was. There were two black girls when I arrived. The one black girl left. I stayed on. The pressure. The pressure. Oh and it became bilingual. It went, oh. but, you know, went what, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. let's be honest, bilinguals are like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it became <laughs> we joined with a school called Ukraine, and it became like uh, you mm. know, a school to yeah. put it in Afrikaans. Yes, and and I I excelled in the school. I I became a deputy head girl. I was hostel wow. head girl. Oh my goodness! I was like captain of the red you team. You go, girl. I was I was that student. I told yeah. you I was a nurse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Damn. so how was your hair though? Because you know we had these hair issues no, come no, up. No, 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 was no, your hair no. like? I was relaxed. I was oh, relaxed. it was proper. It was, I was like, like in I was line doing my You were non You know, black struggle. people need to. We need to own our thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like we hated our perms. Yeah. It's not like we hated our our, our relaxed. staff. Our no, relaxed. No, no, no. I love my girl. No, no. Listen, there are there are there are sisters. And brothers who love their stuff, yeah, you know, yeah, just because yeah. I've got dreadlocks now doesn't mean I'm behaving. Do your thing. Mm, oh, so mm. you're not team anything because these days you have to be no, team something. And, and you know what? Actually, about that, I think the the the, the discussion, the discourse is bigger than hair. Yes, There's something else underneath the hair. Yeah, but hair I mean, became like a platform. But we need to go. What is underneath? The yeah. Hair. Well, yeah. what do you think of I that agree. though? I mean, there, there are a lot of sisters who came out at some point on some. Why do you have to have a weave? It's so yes. un, un, un African. Why do you have to do anything? But but it, it basically almost caused natural. the vision. No, it caused the vision amongst ourselves you know as women because it was like oh no you're trying to be white if you wear a weave and and then if it's team natural oh no i can't maintain natural hair you know and it's you know what i just i just say you've got to find what you're comfortable with thank you you. just roll with what works for you yes you know what i mean if if you like to get up in the morning and work it work it work it Mm. work it it's Mm. your thing why not don't don't be shy God gave it to you, work it, you know. It's your hair, you got I the agree. receipt to prove it. It's your crown, wear <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then, I mean, like, straight from there, did you uh, then go to a drama school, no, like I didn't. a, a varsity or anything? No, okay. no, I, I actually met Munin Lee when I was, in, when I was at uh, uh, NSA. Yes, you were um, one of those special kids, right? Those special oh, kids, yeah. Uh, yeah you know, special kids. 17. <laughs> at 17, yeah. I had an agent. <laughs> and it's like not any agent, it's Munin yes, Lee, it's yes, MLA. Yes, I got her when I was 17. She yeah. got, well, she, well, she got you. She got me. Mm. <laughs> and the and rest then, of they say. I don't know if it's history. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to Vits and I did English and uh, history and politics and uh, wow. yeah, and African yeah. literature. Yeah, I remember. You, yeah, yeah. No, I was well, you guys at Vits together. Yeah. Yeah. 
They were in the drama department. They were working hard. I oh. would go in and audition and do a play. Yeah. Enjoy it. She'd already been through all that. You know, she went to art school. The rest of us were like, oh my God, yes, we get no. to do drama no, I wasn't. I wasn't about like, to no, roll like that. Yeah. In second year, I was already an actress. Yes, oh. yes, yes. I was working at the market You, you could show them yeah, a thing yeah. or two. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> They'd be like, you need to watch what she's doing. That's, that's, that's it. <laughs> yeah, she was one of those good kids. But you know, I, your parents are like, just go off the beat. Yeah. But your year was a good year. You had yeah. good people. We, we had a that that that, that, I think that chunk of of vits that yes. those four years. Um, there were people coming in and out. Yep. A lot of them are working now. Yes. They're either producing, yep. acting, mm. voicing, directing, writing. Um, I it think it's one of the best mm. best crops of, yep. of, of of students to come out of vits. It was a fierce time. There was a lot of great competition. Yes. Um, but it was very uh, positive competition. Very. I think everyone was friends with everybody, mm. and relationships have kind of. Stuck for yeah, all those yes, twenty yes. years. Mm. It was twenty years ago, but, and there was no sort of like rivalry. I know. Well, you look great. You look fantastic. I must so say. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Don't be shy. No, don't, uh, just you because know. you're on our show doesn't mean you have to like you know. You're already on the show. Flat you're you're on the show. It's okay. It's okay. No, I actually love Dimisha. Dimisha is one of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> People Dimisha. don't know that he's actually like a nice person. He comes across as a complete douchebag on this show, but I mean really? he's a great person. I'm kidding. I'm teasing. We've been together a while, so. I can tell. Yeah, it's like that now. Uh, (laughs) But then, from there, your your first major breakout role. I remember you uh, in in a couple of TV shows on SABC. I mean, you had many, but which one for you defined it as, I've now made it? God, that's a difficult question. (laughs) Well, when you could go home and be recognized in the street, like you couldn't just get in a taxi anymore. You know what? I I think I've I've had, I've always combat and I will still (laughs) combat. I think that, you know what happens in this profession, and people sometimes get it very wrong, Mm. is that they... It's like climbing stairs. Mm. It, mm. It, there isn't one thing that mm. you you. I feel like it's it's you're like a rising star, not a shooting star. Okay. Oh. There's sometimes people who are like shooting stars, mm. and that's the problem. Mm. You've shot, mm. you're gone, and you mm. burn out. Mm. You're mm. gone. Mm. What do you think then of this phenomenon? Because I mean, we didn't have social media when this oh, yeah. when we started out, so a person kind of had to. Like know do what the they work. were doing, <laughs> do the work. Do the work. You when you were known, you couldn't let your Twitter followers <laughs> do the audition the for work you, right? <laughs> work for you. Yeah, and and what do you think of this phenomenon? I mean, now that in fact, let's say you're a producer, is that something that you consider that okay, I'm I'm casting someone, whether it's an it guy or an it girl, but they've got a huge following on Twitter, and maybe they might that not be delivering influence. that well, but mm. that might influence the the, the 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 ratings, the box office. Are those kind of things that you consider? You know. When I started this producing thing, I had a conversation with my producing partner and he said, there's two types of producers. There's, it's, producing's like food. You're either McDonald's or you like the three dinner sit down. Yeah. Sit down, um, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> you're fine dining or you're McDonald's. Yeah. Exactly. You have to make a choice. And you have to make a choice. Do you think that you can't do both? Like you, you can't can have like a, no, a side can. outlet? You, you can do takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> you can like, do chisanya. Now and again though. A quick and dirty soap you on can the side. You can do whatever you want to do. You, can, you, that, right? you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I think with each project, you've got to choose. Mm. With okay. each project, it's also what brings you to the project. Yeah. Uh, I think producing takes a lot of time, a mm. lot of energy. Mm. It's not the most financially rewarding thing. In this country yet mm-hmm. It might become It used to be When we started out I mean every All the producers Used to make all the money Then 
the economy changed. It just so changed. I hate it when it always changes. The economy <laughs> changed. And actually, the economy didn't change. The society changed. Society, You know yes. what I mean? When we started out, there were like four producers. Now yeah. there's so many producers. Yeah. So there is just not enough. Mm. It's or, or a saturated rather, market. You know, I don't even want to say there's not enough. Yeah. I think it's the decisions we're making. Mm. Mm. Who is mm. making the decision? What is it we want to see on TV? What is it, or, 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 or what is it we want our people to digest? Mm. Because mm. it becomes about digesting, isn't it? Yeah. It's mm. like food It comes mm. back to food Yeah, no, you're right And I mean for you Is that is that a, a, a decision That you make consciously Like I want to I want to feed my people Something for, for their soul That, that, that can it's help a, them grow Listen, as an actor It's always been a huge thing for me yeah. It's a huge thing for me The roles you get It's a huge thing for me What those roles mean What they say uh, I have always tried When I get work To elevate it to the next level Because mm. we don't always Get the best scripts So I've often rewritten my lines. I've often just... You've hmm. often had run-ins with directors. Yes. <laughs> uh, I've just done what I think needs to be done. Yeah, because sometimes yeah. the person writing about you or the situation or the story is not always the person who's lived it. Mm. You can't mm. ask me to play a character from Alex and you've been in Santon writing the part. Yeah. yeah. And you haven't done your research. Mm. Mm. Of course I'm going to... Of course, you're going to want to rewrite that. Do you ever take roles, though, just for financial gain in a lot of ways? Like There's a you, lot of things like... we do for financial gain, sister. <laughs> this could get dangerous. Let's, 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 you know, let's just. <laughs> yeah, look. Um, let's put it in perspective, yeah. I must say, look, when, when I started out, I was one of those actors yeah. who, you know, because I went to drama school. Mm. Yeah. And, and the, the, the dream then was, you know, hopefully I'll just end up doing. Uh, plays uh, my whole life at a conservatory somewhere, oh, okay. you know, Shakespeare or a little bit of protest theatre. Have you done theatre actually? Yeah, that's where I started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All started in theatre. Shakespeare, that's where Damn. I started. Uh, yeah, and essay theatre, you know. But uh, I remember getting my first commercial and being kind of ashamed to tell the rest of the people because it's like I sold out. Did, did you ever feel that when, when you did your first Well, just say, remember, I didn't start role. with everybody else. Yeah, yeah. I had a different trajectory. Mm. I, was, I was 17 when I started working with Malcolm Perko and Marabi. When I was 18, I toured England. And yeah. when I was 19, I I mean, you were doing America. serious theater. Jeez, yeah. So I, I, I got an opportunity that most people didn't get. And mm. I think when I was 18, I got cast in the Winnie Mandela, the Mandela film, the one with uh, Sidney Poitier. Yeah. And I remember coming home and telling my parents, I've just been cast in this film with Sidney Poitier. And they were like, do you know who Sidney Poitier is? Mean, Yes. Mm. Hey, mm. hey, you know. Mm. So I think that because my trajectory was different, and also because I was, uh, my parents didn't want me to do drama. So the fact that I had to get good grades, mm. and suddenly I was going off on tours and doing all these crazy things, I always had to come back. I remember writing my exam in December, studying to write my exams in January for my degree, and I had to pass to prove to my parents that this thing that I'm gonna, that I want to do, the side show that I'm doing, this. Acting yeah. is going to work out. This hobby, mm. yes, because it was a hobby. <laughs> yeah. So I think I always had that thing of I needed to prove that I can look after myself financially if I was oh, going to do this thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there was real pressure for that. So I took work as it came. Mm. You know, I I did industrial theatre. I did. Mm. I worked. I just. But took I mean, work all, all those were still considered, you know, by the people who done the arts as it's still a good, dignified, honourable job. It was like if you did a, an advert yeah. or. A soap. Oh my but god! But you, you came from that theater, from that uh, acting school. Yeah, I mean, Malcolm Perky was my lecturer, it, and and yeah. you know, telling him I got my first role on a, on a, on a soapy was like he was so disappointed. Oh really? No, Shane, you guys were disadvantaged. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just name it for one. I, I had to really, I had to really get past that. I had to get to a point where I'm like, look, there will be work that I do for money, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. But there's a line I will not cross, which is doing those funeral yeah. plan commercials. <laughs> 
Jimmy should never say that you don't know. I'm 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 praying. You don't know where life will take you. I'm saying, God, please love me enough. Love me enough, Lord. You might even be like the guy who's offering us tombstones. You know what I mean? Setting up our tombstones. No, don't. Lord, you know, you know me, and you got a good relationship. I'm begging you. (laughs) You know, they pay really good though. Like if they really like Tamisha, your vo- because Tamisha literally your voice is on every commercial. I saw like, anything I in mean... my voice, but <laughs> I saw that tombstone in my voice, <laughs> but not not in my face. <laughs> Remember the Bradlows ad in the eighties? Remember the Bradlows lady? I used to I used to voice over for the Bradlows later on in life. Yes, so I'm right? not I'm not even going to joke about Bradlows. And, and, and the whole thing back in the day was she was she was a, a great actress. She was going places. She mm-hmm. did Bradlows, mm-hmm. and that was it. Oh damn! So so that was but, the example. But, no, but let's let's talk about something because you you're raising a very interesting thing. Women generally don't stay long yes, in this profession. Um, yes, yes, there is there is some this profession is not, not kind. To women. It's not Thank kind you. to women. It's not, not at all. kind to women. No, no. Especially for the life choices you might want to yeah. make in life as a mm, woman. Mm. So I think the thing that we don't get taught very early on is that it's a business. Yeah, mm. you are your business. So as soon as you you make that shift. You immediately can make different life decisions. I remember I spent a year in America and when I came back, my whole way of thinking changed. Mm. Because first of all, I learned that this is your business. You've got to, you've got to work your business. Yeah. Mm. You know, when I leave my house, I'm on business. Mm. When I'm at home, I'm Mushidi. That's a different thing. The Mushidi who does the work and Mushidi at home are two different people. Mm. So that change, I think, is very important. And I think mm. with social media and all of these things, that's what we're beginning to see. We're beginning to see that kind of movement. But I've, I'm also in two minds about it. Because sometimes I'm like, what about the work? Yeah. What do yeah. you do? I, there's a lot of people I don't know what they do. But I know they trend. I know, I'm not on yeah. social media, yeah. so I'm not very yeah. good with this. They, they do things. Yeah. They say things. Yeah. Yeah. And what yeah. they say has an effect. They, they're called social influencers. Social a, girl, you're so good. Yeah. She's, 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 she's the generation. She's, the, she's a millennial. So, so the thing is, I, I, I think that there's, an, there's, a, there's a place for that yeah. in certain careers. But I think in this country, in terms of acting, mm-hmm. yeah. I think we still need to consider what is your talent. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because that is the longevity you have. Look, yeah. I must say, and like you're saying, I must be honest, there are a lot of people that I admire very much who are great actresses and actors with a great Twitter and social media following mm. in general. Mm. Um, uh, there's some examples of, of, of guys who've, and, and girls who've come through mm. and they first were, you thought, okay, they're just on social, social media. media yeah. But then they got the right parts and then yes. you could really see what mm. they were made of. And I really admire people who can use that as yes, a tool I for their too. business. Yep. Mm. Um, and, and, and it's just what we have now yep. and, and it's part of the, your yep. toolbox, yep. you know, as, yep. as they say. So fast forward a couple of years and Numescoli. Comes your way How did that even happen? Mm. I um, When I finished Rhythm City I mm-hmm. started doing A script editing course With the NFEF And I did script editing course Because I could sense That there was a shift In mm. the industry mm. There were younger people coming mm. I wouldn't stay 18 forever I wasn't going to buy a weave I just knew my limitations yeah, yeah, Very important yeah. to know Your limitations <laughs> Before they, they tell you Your limitations yeah, yeah, You were not mm. going to Present live or, or what's that other music show 808 You know I just was not I was just not that chick you Channel know? O was not cool uh, R- no. I had done Channel O Back yeah. then Yeah back then Actually back you started then, then right? Yeah but now yeah. I was yeah. just not That material yeah. They were yeah. looking for You know mm. um, So I did this course At the time I didn't quite know What I was going to do with it But I knew that I loved story I knew that Writing is something That I possibly Would want to do Later on in life and then I was given the script to mm-hmm. read Scully and I fell in love with Scully. I fell in love with Scully for many reasons. When I grew up in Alexander Township in the 80s, my neighbors were colored. So when I stepped out of okay. my house, I heard Afrikaans. No. Um, 
my community, the yard that I grew up in was Afrikaans. Afrikaans. So I kind of felt like I had gone back home. I'd gone to the street where I grew up. I'd gone to the yard where I grew up. These characters, I knew them. You know, there's certain things like a word like juvie. Juvie, yeah. juvie is a word that you will only know if there has been certain things in your life that has has brought that kind of information mm. in your life. Yeah. Juvie. Okay. Did you know some people who, who would come in and in and out of juvie? I, I, my neighbor had done yeah. time in juvie. You know what I mean? I, I remember these these these. You know, my mother was a teacher, and mm. I remember my neighbor often coming and asking for money to go and see her son because he was back in juvie. Yeah. So yeah, this yeah. this was a real universe that I really knew. Yeah. Mm. Was that was that an eighties thing or was that an uh, a gassy thing? Because you know, <laughs> growing up, I also just knew like juvie is just like juvie. what people did. Yeah, and you knew that somebody had gone to <laughs> yeah, juvie. Yeah, it's like you come and go. You know? Yeah, you come and go. You mm. know, and once you're done juvie, it felt like the person went back again. But yeah. you knew it was not a place you needed to go. No, no, no. <laughs> it was not for everybody. It was not for everybody. <laughs> a certain type of a person. certain yeah, type of person. Yeah, yeah. You know, they had the juvie feel. Mm. Yeah. You know? So the script comes your way and It comes like, away I read the script I'm doing the script editing course I On the script editing course There's a woman called uh, Henrietta Krafenberg We become friends She's she's an actress She's a a veteran Yeah <laughs> And uh, at the time She was commissioning editor At uh, CakeNet And I said to her You know I've got this Afrikaans script that I'm reading I, I would like to Find out your opinion And I send her the script I, She didn't get back to me For a couple of weeks And then she, one morning I got this email she said this is a great script you need to come and talk to the people at Mnet they're funding films and the next thing I knew I had raised 3 million rand for the oh my wow, goodness for the script and uh. the script had been in existence for almost 15 years by the time I came oh. 10, 10 years by the time I came to it because I was on the project for the last 5 years so I then start assisting with the script editing of the of the script mm. it had been going through the NFEF uh, script writing thing they had a script editor but they were, we were just not getting certain nuances in the script. And also, I think it has a lot to do with you've got to know the world of the story. Mm. Mm. You've got to have a real. So the stuff that had been taken out, I brought back. I started to say to John, the writer, what was your mom's favorite psalm? Because one thing I know about women whose children have done time mm. is mm. that they're Bible. very religious. Yeah. Mm. Your child is not in juvie if you ain't you, on your knees. You've got to be praying, mm. man. You've got to be praying. <laughs> yeah. God is a real factor to you. Yeah. Mm. So we started to explore these kind of things. We started to explore mm. the other nuances that I think often we lose out in South African scripts mm. because we lose the authenticness of a place. Every yeah. place. If we made a story about Soshanguve, where I got hijacked recently. Okay. <laughs> but you know, there'll be nuances. Yeah. yeah that anybody yeah. who grew up in Pretoria would yes. be like, I, I so get this. Mm. There's mm. things that mm. I would be like, yo, really? And yeah. you would be like, the same way that if I made a film that was set in Alex in yeah. a particular time, there are people mm. say, I know that. Especially thing. in a particular time. Yeah. Right? In a particular actually, time. Actually, Alex has shifted, you know. It's Alex has shifted. And mm. this film is happening in the 60s. Mm. Although, I must say, when we shot it, I thought, so little has changed. You know, when I saw mm. the movie, I just felt like it's set in the 60s, but put them in, in, in contemporary clothing and yeah. put them in, in a set now. It's, yeah. it's the same. It's the same. And I mean, we had this, this debate. There was when the script was being developed, they were trying to get us to make it contemporary. And I don't think you can take a man's words and put him into contemporary South Africa when his experience was in the 60s. Mm. Yeah. One thing we don't have now is hanging. Mm. Mm, this man's mm. friends got hung. Yeah. Wow. Hanged. Hanged. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, hung is something completely different. <laughs> Most men would like to be hung. <laughs> but not every man wants to be hanged. <laughs> oh, no, Importance of language. <laughs> 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 
But let's talk about the writer as well. I mean, th- this man uh, is is in his seventies. He's seventy years old. He's seventy years old. Hmm. He started that, writing this when he was fifty. But I would say that his experience, his life experience, was. And this is this is this is his life experience. This is his, this life is his story. This I mean, story. wow. Yeah. It's almost um, biographical. It is. Will. It it's is actually a biography of his life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and when you came in and you said you wanted to add some of those nuances back, what were those nuances that were important to you? I think for me, the nuances that were, that were important was to keep the authenticity. Mm-hmm. I remember reading it and it was in dual language. It was in English and Afrikaans. And I said, this man must write in Afrikaans. And this mm. film must be made in Afrikaans. In mm. fact, when I came on through the project, it was called This Boy. And when I finished reading the script and I came to the end of the, of, of the, uh, the script and it said, Nume Skoli, I said, that's the title. Mm. Wow. This is the title of the film. This is, this man is saying something so much more because mm. when you've done time and you've got those, those marks. Yeah. People will never look at you in a different way. Yes. Mm. People mm. remember. It, yeah. It's the jacketuated yeah. society. Yeah. And that's mm. what he was saying. Mm. He was saying, despite all these years of working in prisons, teaching, creative writing, all the different things he's done. John has done a lot of things, by mm. the way. Mm. John mm. Uh, did a, a, a documentary about a hip-hop artist called Devious, um, mm. who was shot on the Cape Flats. And it actually won the New York Hip-Hop what? Film Festival. Wow. That's incredible. Wow. So... I'm not talking just about an ordinary kind of guy. I'm mm. talking about somebody who, who has changed. Well, somebody, it's, it's not even about change. I think it's somebody who's always had a gift because I think mm. we all have a gift. Yeah. And I think yeah. different life circumstances mm. give you the possibility for that gift to exist. But mm. isn't it like ironic that without his having spent time and, and his background, we would never have had Nume Skoli and he wouldn't be where he is right now. Mm. So... Life, everything in life is a, is a gift, even the things that you think are, are negative of or course. you're not happy about mm. them at that time. Of course. Now, you weren't just a producer who came on because, well, NFVF was just looking for black women producers. No. You, 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 you did this. You were no, quite hands on. No, no, I was hands on. I was on that money. set every day. Yeah, yeah. I got the money. I was on that set every day. I did the costume. I, we, Your experience I, as a producer, like from before when you were like, what do producers actually do <laughs> as an actress? Yeah. And then like now, what, 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 what has changed? I think what I know is that producers, well, if you produce the way I produce, which is like right hands on, like from, from I'm working the script with the director, I'm Mm. in the casting, I'm in the costume decisions, I'm Mm. just in it. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of the hardest jobs to do because Mm. in between that, you're also doing admin. You're doing the, you're making sure people are getting paid. You're responsible for people's livelihoods. So it's not just, it's a business. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, there's the creative, but there's the business. The contracts. The contracts. You You know what I mean? And and also that there's those small little things that we take for granted as actors. You have been booked. Can you be there on time? Mm. 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 Whilst you are under my employment, I own your body. Mm. You yeah, can't just really go. What it is, isn't it? You can't just go cut your hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really? Are we still dealing with those? You can't just not pitch up because it's just not going to work. I like, thought we had become more professional by now. <laughs> Listen, I think that you know, um, I think actors need to produce, even if it's just once in your life. Mm. The same way that I think directors need to act, even yeah. if it's just once in their life. Yeah. The same yeah. way that producers need to act, direct yeah. at some point in their yeah. life yeah. because I think sometimes we 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 take for granted the different roles mm. that everybody plays. Mm. You can't make a film without a tribe. You can't make a yeah. film without a village. Mm. And I think it's very important how you treat people. Mm. One of the things when I went into this project, I always said to David, my partner, was we will treat people well. We went in with no budget. We were shooting in Cape Town. Cape Town is 
expensive. Mm. Oh my getting gosh. location in Cape Town. Yeah. It's and over, the right location. You can just get location. any location. Exactly. You had to get a location that exactly. matched the 60s. Exactly. So we were reliant on the generosity and the kindness of other people. So when you're reliant on that, you cr- the, the, you want everybody to buy into your idea. Yeah, yeah. You want everybody you can't to throw dream. money at the problem. You yeah. can't throw money at the problem. You've got yeah. to come up with an artistic solution to the problem. So one of the reasons we, we were so hands-on was because of that. Mm. You know, we couldn't go over budget. Yeah. There was um, no more. All you got no was more. $3 million. Yeah, that, no, we, we, we got some money from NFVF, money from Mnet. So by the end, we had $6 million. But it's nothing for a period. $6 million is nothing. It's nothing. I just did a budget and I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, it's finished. Yeah. We've got yeah. to $6 million. Now I've got to bring yeah. it down again. Yeah. Hmm. So, and, and, and you, you know, you've got a higher costume. It's locations. It's cars. It's those small things that you can't even imagine. Parking. You gotta pay for parking. Yeah. Mm. You yeah, know, yeah. it's, it's, you gotta pay for. You gotta pay for unit. You gotta where pay for electricity. Everyone stays, yeah. Yes. Yeah, electricity, mm. the Jenny. All those things become like. You, Water. You, <laughs> and you're like, never to. Never government. You should go, you should run for, for politics. I, 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 I could run but for don't, politics. Yes. I feel like this is actually stripping away the airs and flares of the entertainment industry because a lot the of the time. The entertainment industry doesn't have flares. Ex- it's just people know, have made people, it. People, like exactly. People have we put pretend. on so much glitter and glam to this industry that when people come out producers come out directors come out and they say this is actually the reality of my job yeah. people on social media are like damn so I can't just do this by like directing an Instagram video are you yeah. sure well you yeah. can yeah. I mean now anything is possible yeah. let's not say you can't mm. but yeah. it depends how you want to do it how big a scale you want to go mm. on What is it that's making you want to do it So I don't say no to anything I yeah. say everything is possible mm-hmm. It's about where you're at What you have access to And the kind of courage and passion and confidence you have mm. Mm. What I enjoyed about this story And this is where I think a lot of South African stories For me have, have always been problematic We watch the story We follow the lead We get invested And then at the end It's bad news It's like Oh, we, we went through all this and then you just die. Uh, what I loved about it was there was there was very real hope, especially when oh, yeah. we see John's character in the film become John himself. Yes. And you realize this is real, yeah. but also this guy actually did something with his life. You yes. know, after all that he's been through, yes. something good happened. It was worth going through this pain with him and everything. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, was that always there, or was that something that you had no, to no, kind no, of no. say? No, 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 no. That, guys, that, that was no. That was something that was always there. And I think uh, kudos to the director and Darren Joshua did an amazing, amazing, amazing job. Yeah. It's his first feature, and I just think he's going to be one of the most interesting directors. He's going to be amazing. I mean, I can't believe that it's his first feature. Yeah. And just as a person, I think for me, it's always about the person. Mm. What makes great films is also the people behind. And it. how did you find him? I mean, how did you decide? You know what? We had we went through so many directors, and mm. it got to a point where we didn't have a director, and it was very interesting because at the point where we didn't have a director, I said. I'm going to go to London and do a directing course because if nobody else, if you mm. can't find a director, I will direct yeah, this film yeah, myself. Yeah. So I went off and I did the directing course and I came back. But what was great is that it actually helped me to become a better producer. Huh. Yeah. I came back knowing what my director was doing yeah, so I could yeah. be of better assistance to yes. him. But we had had another director who was just not working well with the actors, but also oh, wanted to change the script. During, during the, the, the shoot? Process? No, no, this is, this is before. Be before. Okay. Uh, and he just wanted to change the script. And we've had this problem. And I was like, you do not come on a project about a man's life and change the project. Yeah, yeah. You bring the artistic vision. You can mm. do that. Mm. But you can't take, you can't change his words mm. because that's his life. Mm. So 
that director went off and our we had we had a production designer already so we already started bringing in crew mm. and our production designer said i've got this young guy he's done short films but he's never done a feature and immediately I, you were like just <gasps> so scared because no, like i wasn't oh, really? I, I said give me his phone number I want to speak to him Okay so huh. I, I suppose at this point You had the money already right So it wasn't Well wasn't like we, we had the money But it was also that thing of It's quite scary When you don't have a director mm. It's yeah. pretty scary What it's, are you going to do Exactly <laughs> You don't have a phone So I, I picked up the phone And I spoke to Darren on the phone And I put down the phone And I said we found our guy Oh wow hmm. I, I, I went with my gut instinct I hmm. went with my gut instinct He sent in a, a, a You know His resume He did a pitch and he was just on point. He was our man. Yeah. This film brought the people who needed to work on it. This mm. film was made by the people who worked on it. You know, we were blessed. Even I remember our lead guy, he came into audition at five Tell us o'clock. His name. Down Jacques Maton. Ooh, he's, wow. he's, just, he's just so brilliant. I know. Um, in fact, I must say there was not one single bit of bad casting. You know, uh, where we, especially because we don't have the budgets, is, is that. The leads are great And then everyone else We can't afford no. them So that that person Used to be an extra mm. And so please Can you do this for us But every single person On that screen Had earned the right For us as an audience To want to To know their story We spend time on that yeah. That was time That was us Going out into the Cape Flats And we had um, A young man Ephraim Gordon come on to help us cast and um, and we went out to the Cape Flats and we looked for those kids hmm. and we worked with those kids. Uh, our extras, our extras have done time. Our extras are from Manenberg. Wow. I remember the first day they arrived on set and I was like, oh my word, who just walked on set? Hmm. Yeah. By the end of those 10 days of us shooting the prison scenes, I loved those men. I loved for what they what they brought. Were any of them real prisoners? Because they they no, they, they we were we were signing parole letters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were signing parole letters. <laughs> they were too real. Gums, I was scared. Gums, Gums what, had done time, and, and Gums there's no way Gums didn't do time. No, <laughs> Gums is serious. He I don't want to meet convincing. Gums. Yeah. Gums, 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 Gums was good. Gums, Gums did uh, actually. He discovered he's got uh, acting talent in prison, oh. and actually he then got arrested again for a crime he did not commit. Oh, and when we screened at Polsmo, because our film had a premiere at Polsmo, it premiered at Polsmo. Nice. Now, nah, and he had that? to come in in chains in to his watch outfit himself. to watch. He himself. was actually he was in prison. He was back. He was back. Oh, watching himself. Watching himself. But now he's out, and actually, um, Scully helped his case so that he could come. Uh, you know, so, I wish him all the best. I, I really, I hope he no, goes from film to film. No, he's fierce because he was. He's he was so, fierce. He's so real, man. No, he took he took the film. The film was here, and he took it he there. He just took it to that he level. He took it to that level. Like you need a great antagonist, and uh, Gums was he just was it on point. Like if you see Gums, you won't want to do time. No, if no. nothing else, I, I I rethought my future. <laughs> but is this, my is this similar changed. to that advert, Papa Bakfuyo, where when everyone mm. saw that guy, they were like, you "I'm know? never, yeah, ever yeah, yeah. going to prison." It's like I think it was a hundred times yeah. worse oh, because no. Gums gets to talk as well. Oh, and and you know he doesn't look like much. No. I'm sure you and know so he's a skinny guy. Yep. but his power. He will do. He'll make you do things. He'll make you his bitch. And oh I don't want to be Gums' bitch But I, I, you, know, you know After all this talk About this film Like in my curiosity Is like Where do we get hold Of this film because It's in the we, cinema it It's been cinemas. in the cinema For six weeks now No but I got to Start getting quite New Metro I don't see Numa Scully It's now gone it's, on to uh, cinema, cinema Nouveau, Nouveau. Oh, But um, hopefully It will come back To mainstream Well right? you know it, It's still In Cape Town It's all over What happened oh. is that We released it in 28 cinemas 
Joburg didn't do greatly, so it stayed at Cinema Nouveau. Uh, it's in Brooklyn and Pretoria, and Cape Town is all over. So oh. a, a film is going to stay in cinema according to Look, I think the thing is, coming. in, in, in Gauteng, yes. sorry to jump in there, but in Gauteng, when I first saw the title and I knew it was coming it's out, Afrikaans. it's Afrikaans. So immediately it's like, oh, they yes. didn't make this for me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah that's exactly <laughs> yes. it. Because yes. that's what I was thinking. I was like, Numei Skoli. Or, you mm, know, it's mm, like, yeah. mm. it's like, damn, okay. I'm not, I'm not. Listen, we were taking know. a chance. We knew that, that South Africa is very divided. Let's yes. not mm. lie about this. Mm. Uh, and Afrikaans is an issue for us. But the thing is, right, I think that it would do so well in the townships. It would Listen, do so well it, to a black audience. Let me tell if you something. Went and saw That's it. the reason I did that film because when I read that Afrikaans, like, I I know this. I don't I have know to this. read the subtitles. You don't have to read the subtitles. No, really? Yeah, you don't have to read the, You know, you cannot you have grown up you in this know country. Yeah. If 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 you were part of the children that were born before seventy six, from seventy six before ninety four, you know Afrikaans, mm. and if you know Afrikaans. You can watch this film even without yeah. subtitles. If you grow up in the township, mm. you can definitely watch this film. But I don't see why not. We can't have a re-release um, yes. on mainstream again, and 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 maybe Stokinico coming on board and and Sto doing Kinniko something is different on board. in terms of, of the marketing and, and where they to push say. it to. You know. Well, you know what? I think uh, it's always going to be about numbers. Unfortunately, mm. as I said, it's a, it is a business. It was on circuit in a lot of uh, cinemas here, but because there was an attendance. Um, and again, it is that issue. Race mm. is an issue, guys. Mm. We've got to put it out there. We've got to name the beast for what it is. If I was just Mushidi and I'd seen Nume Skoli, I wouldn't have gone watch it. Yes. I wouldn't have gone to watch mm. it. Mm. But I've made the film and I'm going, actually, sometimes we've got to extend ourselves. We've Break got to get outside, out of, our, outside of our comfort yeah. zone. Mm. I never imagined producing my first feature to be an Afrikaans film. Yeah. I never imagined it to be in Cape Town. Uh, about a colored man. You know. Gee. Probably thought you were going to make a, a the, the first feature was going to be a story about a black woman with one eye, <laughs> uh, missing a leg, no. who's HIV positive. No. Got a rise above. There's other people who make those stories. Yeah. Thank Thank God. God. Thank God. I think I was going to make many a, of those. <laughs> Thank God you I was going to make a story about some fierce black woman. Yeah. Thank you. That's what we need. Like, some fierce black woman. Who goes woman. and robs a bank, damn it. Who owns <laughs> all of herself. Set it off. Yeah. Who owns Set all of herself and then some. Listen, um, you know, I can play the, the male love interest. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm working, you know, I'm, I'm back in the gym. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, I wanted to ask you another question on, mm -hmm. on that. Um, I was very surprised when I, I'm watching this film and it starts and Skatenet presents, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly it's like, Mushiri Motahua. Yes. No, but even when you told me on the phone, I was like... Hello? Yeah, how? I think you're breaking up. Yeah. <laughs> Say it again. Say that again. It's impossible. Um, any new projects on the way? I like to take space mm -hmm. and digest things. Um, I think I'm in an interesting place. Uh, also, a lot of things happened in between Scully. I, I was, I got a part written for me in Black Sails, season three and season four. <gasps> mm. Oh. So, so that's, that's going to be amazing. That's what's up? I've just, I finished that at the beginning of this year. Nice. So so I'm 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 doing my voiceovers as always. I'm yeah, paying my um, bills. You know, I'm in, a tax every other citizen. female voiceover <laughs> is, is Mushidi. Yeah. No, to Mushidi, you don't have to put it out like that. I'm a working girl. No, in a good way. I'm a working girl. Here's what I wanted to say though. Because sometimes we say that and in South Africa it's almost like um yeah. It's open time, the industry. Open the industry. It's time to let other people because we almost don't love success. But it's not because no. you know of anything except that you're very good at what you do. We've done a lot of voice work together. Mm -hmm. Um we've worked together as well. We did drum together. Yes. You know. Um but there always seems to be this 
thing of okay, you've done enough now. You kind of paying your step bills. Aside? Can you like stop? Do you get, you, you get you, that? You know that, what? I get, I get that? that. I get that. And you know, I'm so I'm like I'm done. Like oh. that's not my issue. Yeah. That's your issue. Yeah. That's you projecting some other issues upon my being that is not allowed in this in the space. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you know what this. The problem with our industry is that it doesn't have the people behind us. Who was behind us? Who was mm. before us? So mm. people get people disappear mm. because there isn't kind of the next thing you can do. Mm. And I think part of it has to do with where we come from. Part of it has to do with socioeconomic, uh, 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 you know, what 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 is happening in your environment at that time. But I do think there must become there, there has to become a change. We can't always be. Putting together money when an artist dies mm, mm, There has mm, to be a change We mm. also have to become more business minded yes. We know that this the work we do Is irregular mm, So mm. treat your life with that kind of financial Irregularity yeah. You know, Become financially savvy mm. Get an accounting degree mm, mm. If, you must. <laughs> if you must If you must. That's where I started actually I, I did that first before I went into drama I wow. didn't get a degree but you know I yeah, did accounting yeah. and I did law. I just want to put it out there. And economics, by the way. Oh, I did okay. politics. I'm surprised politics. they're not. I'm mm. not in parliament. And, and African literature. And African literature. But do you think sometimes that the industry is too, gets too small for, for people with, with big dreams, big ideas, big ambitions? You know, Dimisha, I think everything happens at the right time for, it, for different people. And your right time is not my right time. Mm. So I don't believe in there's a small industry. I think you're just where you're meant to be. And you need to ask the question... Why am I here? Mm, what mm, is mm. what is the contribution I can I can contribute? Mm. What is going to be my my legacy? What will I leave behind? Um, and I think what I miss at the moment is can the work speak for you? Huh. Mm, can mm. your work just speak for you? Somebody asked me yesterday, "Oh, your phone's been nominated, but I ha- but I haven't heard any no- noise about you." I said, "I've always believed the work must speak. Mm. Mm, mm, you don't mm. have to like me. You don't have to love me." Yeah, but you yeah. can love my work. I mean, you don't huh. you don't have to follow me on on no. social media. <laughs> I'm not on social media, <laughs> but it's important that the work speaks. So I think there's enough space for everybody. We got to go because we got to wrap it up. But I'd love to hear from you, like last words for any aspiring. Because you know, I get sometimes people asking me, "What what can I do? I'm, I just want to do this." But especially advice to a 20 year old Mushidi. Just believe in yourself. Mm. Just believe in your, your crazy dreams And don't try to be like somebody else hmm. You are you hmm. You have a reason for being here You have a gift You need to know what your gift is And give yourself time to discover your own gift yeah. And everything that happens in your life Has a reason and a purpose And if you and spend time with yourself when you're 20, you don't spend time with yourself. Yeah. You spend time with everybody else. Except you. Except you. Mm. And maybe if we spend time in our 20s with ourselves, by 30, we would be like kicking ass. We might find I out agree. who we are, right? We might get there faster. Yeah. I yeah. think we should just like... Spend time with you. Spend time with you. Get to know you. Believe yeah. in you. And don't worry about who's trending. You are trending in your <laughs> own life. You universe. are trending, yeah. You, you are, are the trending. lead yeah. in your own life. Yeah. That was so dope. Awesome. Thank you for a wonderful, wonderful time. Um, Mm. Make sure that you catch the podcast if you missed this one. But we're out of here until next week. Thank you, guys. See you next week. And go watch New Mescoli. If you have to go to Cape Town, go watch it in Cape Town. No, no, we are here. Please, (laughs) Cinema New Brooklyn, guys. Rosebank. Don't be extreme Go see it. And the more you see it, we will bring it back onto mainstream service. It's a great film. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. And we are out of here. Cliffcentral.com.